1: Welcome back to the Believe in Temple Football podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. I'm John DiCarlo, the editor of AlScoop.com. joined as always by Adam DeMichael, the former Temple quarterback and assistant coach. What's going on, Adam?
2: Hey, John, man, everything's good my way. You know, I know we took a tough loss last week, but um, we got us a a pretty exciting player. I know the fans are going to be excited to hear from, so we're excited about that.
1: Yeah, we are excited to bring you guys a guest this week and with us on the podcast right now is Leighton Jordan. So Leighton and the owls are coming off a sixteen to fourteen loss to Rutgers, as Adam said, uh, in which we did see several positives. I know the players are going to say that they don't believe moral victories, but there's there's some stuff that uh, I think that that all of you who listen to this podcast and watch the team you can see. That, that the program looks like it's it's trending in the right direction. They're hosting UMass, a one-and-two UMass team Saturday at 2 p.m. at Lincoln Financial Field, and Layton is a big part of this defense's improvement. He's currently fourth in the country with four-and-a-half sacks. So, Layton, thanks for joining us today. I'm going to turn things over to the guy here who helped with your recruitment, right, and getting you to, to Temple. So I'm going to turn the first few questions over to Adam DeMichael here.
0: Okay, okay.
2: Man, that was a long time ago. It was a 2018, and we were – we were, we were uh, down in Keysport coming to watch you play basketball. I got a little question about that later, man, but how you doing, bro? You doing all right?
0: Yeah, I'm doing great. Everything's going great. Good,
2: man. All right. Hey, uh, real quick. Got a couple of questions for you to let the fans hear a little bit about you and kind of, you know, your thought process. So obviously um, tell me a little bit about your transformation from, you know, year one coming in with, you know, Jeff Collins and his staff at the time. Um, then you had, obviously you come in playing a position and then you, you know, you. You, you, you get Coach Carey comes in, they, you know, you switch positions, you you know, you're under, you know, Coach Stewart, who is a, is a good friend of mine. And then um, now you're with a, another new staff. So you've gone through three different staffs, which is tough on a player sometimes. Um, why do you feel as though, you know, things have finally started to click for you this year? I know, you know, we talked briefly this past week and you told me, you know, these guys really believe in me. So, you know, how has it kind of clicked for you and how important is that?
0: Uh, it's important because like, like when somebody believes in you, the only thing that makes you want to go hard is like them believing you and they can trust you. So I just like put that into play and just like got on myself even harder because like I had some cats in front of me that was like better than me. And I just had to learn from what they doing. And then making a switch from DN to linebacker, it was like it was like a very like. Learning experience because I had to get newer coverage because that's a, I can't man 2018 as a linebacker but I really ain't get the reps because I, I still had to develop the get to where I needed to be but I ain't get full full amount of reps but uh like. Just believing in Coach Elliott and following his plan, just standing in his area, asking good questions. And then like still like I still have like defensive line skills and I always ask Coach Smith like, what more can I do? What moves can I do on certain 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 people in certain situations and things like that?
2: Absolutely. It makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. um when, when we recruited you out of McKeesport High School um I remember we came and watched you play basketball and, and mm-hmm. you know being well, I don't know you're 6'2 6'3 in that range but you had at least 15 plus rebounds and if someone asked me how I would describe you you know the word I would use is relentless mm-hmm. it's like when you're rushing the and I know you're playing linebacker but you know you're getting your sacks by rushing the pass. how much is technique and how much is like the pure speed side of things and like how much is want to like what's that combination to you you know because when you're going after the quarterback, I, I always tell myself, and you might, you know, I play quarterback and stuff, and I always mess around mm-hmm. with D-line. And I always say the easiest position to play is D-line, like rush D-line, because all you have to do is go rush the quarterback. And that's really uh-huh. not the case, you know what I mean? Like there's some big old dudes trying to block you. So how much is technique? How much is just, you know, you saying, hey, I'm faster than this guy? And how much of it is a little mixture of that? And, you know, just kind of want to, like, I need to go get the quarterback. This is my job.
0: Well, the first thing, the first thing, the first thing, Like, I worked on, and I really seen, like, people like Quincy Roche and Arnold is your get-off. Get-off and then having a move when you got that get-off, that, like, that fast urge get-off. And, like, my go-to is, like, the speed chop or, like, Hey, hey,
2: hey, easy. You might have some UMass people listening here, man. You can't be giving them your go-to moves. You some, like, hey, uh, hey, they're listening. We'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll edit that out, John. You can't let them know about the speed chop.
0: Oh, all right. Well, just, like. (laughs) Well, basically just working on, just working on crafts and just working on different things as being, being fast, just being fast and just doing what you need to do. Just like working, like just, I I don't know. Like I worked on like, first I worked on just learning from people and just like going through the off season, just doing things, working, working with trainers back at home and stuff like that. And then learning what I could do and cannot do at at being at my size and running against like doing things against bigger bigger people than me that got like 50 more pounds uh, like over me
2: yeah yeah that's a, i mean that makes a ton of sense huh mm-hmm. when you talk about you know temple like even from whenever i played there and then obviously coached there for a long time the guys that kind of ran the show the guys that you know put fear in the you know the other team's hearts were usually our defensive linemen that's been that way for a long time and you're talking about, you know, pass rushers. I'm going to forget a few, but Jacob Martin, Haas, you know, you just talked about Quincy and AK. How important is it to you to kind of hold up to, to, to that legacy and live up to that legacy? Or is it just, hey, you're going out there trying to do your job? Or do you ever talk to those guys about some things? I mean, I, how, how does that work for you?
0: Yeah, I still talk to uh Quincy, Roche, and Ono. I never got to talk to, like, any of the, like, any of the people that's before them and mm-hmm. older them. Like, Hassan and them come around, but, like, I just like I never talked to them. Mm-hmm. but like it just was like, just I just like watching them and just like and learning from them is just the best thing. Like it's just like because they just like I don't I don't know what to say because I'm not trying to remember. I'm not trying to put too much out there. You feel me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. Just, because you're talking those dudes
2: are have been successful. Like, you know, yeah. He was like the player of the year, just, A.K. a second round pick. I mean, all them dudes in the NFL. It's just like you have the opportunity to go ahead and you know, kind of mimic your game after them. I'm sure you watched some tape on them. And I know Mm -hmm. when I was there, those guys uh, obviously were very successful. So I know you don't want to put too much out there. But just so you know from us fans and former alum, like you are, you know, doing what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's important. If you can get after the pass, if you can get after the quarterback as a pass rusher, I mean, that's that's a big thing. So it, it makes a ton of sense. But I do want to ask you this. This I don't know. People are still doing this gritty dance, man. You need a new sack dance, bro. Uh, I'm just, I like, <laughs> like, no,
0: I'm still. I ain't gonna hold you. Nah, I ain't gonna hold you. I'm still going down to listen, seeing which one I really like. Yeah, Yo, yeah. I, this I'm week still, still we got to bring
2: something me. different for this week, man. When me and John are watching the game, I don't know if John's gonna. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have to check it out, man.
0: I'm gonna give you a grade. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet out <laughs> your. On the- hey, Ad, hey, you know that gritty was too smooth on the run. You know that. Oh, yeah, way, that's why you like it up. Justin
2: Jefferson doing it. You know you got it. You know you got uh the tight end who did, Mike Jacecki, the tight end doing it. You got the whole <laughs> world doing it. I thought you know you might come up with something <laughs> different, man. But we'll see what I, happens. I, I, up. I gotta
0: come. Up, I gotta come up. Like I don't know. Like we don't got no like. No, no signature dance in Pittsburgh. Like I, can't, I gotta like. Find I saw you throw that, up like,
2: the four one two though. I did see that UCA. I had I respect you that. that. I was doing it all the, that. My, I was doing this on the TV, and my wife was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Just don't worry about this." Just like, you guys ever do? do would you guys ever
1: do the seven two four? Or is that just like? Oh, uh,
2: uh, Nah. No, and
0: then they be trying to do the two one five. I don't get the two one five or four yeah. two. It just <laughs> matches up perfect. Yeah, it just matches <laughs> up perfect, man.
2: I'm gonna hand it up hand it off to John for a couple of questions here, man. But I'm gonna look up some dances for you too, and I'll send you a couple.
1: <laughs> hey, Layton, when I, when I when I talked to Stan Drayton Monday at his weekly press conference, a couple of days after the game, and I just asked him, "What's changed for you guys from the Duke game until now?" And he just simply said, you guys are are buying into the system. And it's something that you hear a lot in sports. But what does that actually look like from your perspective as a player and one of the leaders on the team when he says you guys are buying in? What does that mean? But how could you explain that to listeners like on the field, off the field when you guys are buying in? Because like Adam said, you've been through a lot of change, a lot of different steps. What does that mean when he says you guys are buying in?
0: Buying in is like, sticking sticking, sticking to the plan that the coaches have for you and just still being here for each other on and off the field and still holding each other to the same standards off the field too. We're not, like, basically what he's talking about is off the field action. On the field action is going to get handled regardless. It's like what you do off the field and how you go out about it and still be able to do the same thing you do on the field and still being a leader on and, on the field and off the field the same way you do as on the field.
1: Now you had that big sack in the fourth quarter on Saturday that, that knock Rutgers – out of field goal range and and it kept it a two-point game. And even though you guys didn't end up with the win, that was a huge play in the game. And when I asked Stan about that play on Monday, he mentioned that what also helped on that on that play was that Jacob Hollins had that wheel route covered. That bought some time for you to get to Evan Simon. And again it might sound like a simple thing, but are are those the types of things that that guys start to see on film when you talk about buying in and everybody's kind of looking around Mm -hmm. hey like if you if you do your role, if you handle your your you know one eleventh of it. This is what happens. Is that kind of an example of guys buying in and everybody kind of meshing together?
0: Yes. Uh huh. Yes. If it like this, this as he said, like if it wasn't for Jay Hollis coming in that like, that rail route, none of that would have happened. He would have probably threw that for a touchdown, but he did his job at a at an all time high and guarded the running back coming out the backfield and that had that had me more time to pursue to the ball even faster.
2: Hey, uh, if it wasn't Lato.
0: but if it wasn't for him, none of this would have happened.
2: Hey, Lato, tell me a little bit about um. I know it's early in the week. Uh, A little bit about UMass. I know that, you know, they lost a a tough one to Toledo and Tulane, and then um, they beat Stony Brook. And I got to watch a little bit of that one. Um, I was checking on a quarterback, a kid that we recruited a while back, and I know his father, but um, they run the ball, you know, a little bit over 70% of the time. And, you know, you being, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say, uh, uh, an elite pass rusher for sure, but them running the ball a lot, how does that affect your approach? Or is it just like, hey, you know, I, I, I gotta go out there, and if you know, I get a offensive lineman run block, and I gotta attack a different way. And if they pass that, I'm gonna go with the quarterback.
0: Yeah, well, basically what I what I say is same goal, new week. Like first, first, first thing I always gotta do, just being my size, and people think I'm the underdog. Is just always show them I can stop the run. So that's what my main focus is all the time. Before I even start pass rushing, before the game even start, is. Stop the run. I know they're going to try to come my way. Just be physical and do what you got to do to make to make them think otherwise.
2: Tell me a little bit about uh maybe somebody else on the defense these first two weeks or maybe someone that really hasn't even, you know, exploded onto the scene yet in DJ Elliott's system that, you know, you, you have watched grow or you've seen like, hey, listen, just wait for these next two, three weeks. You're going to see someone come out of their shell a little bit and, and kind of start dominating. Dominate
0: because I you know, we've say, seen a lot of guys. There's a, there's there's a there's a there's a couple. We're I here wanna, for I them all, would, man. I We're here say, for them all. I would, I would say Darian Vaughn, number nine. I I would say like I would say the whole D line. I want to give it to the whole D line. Cause we're still developing. Mm-hmm. Like people, people still is still young, and people still gotta develop. Like the D line's going. This, this we're waiting for the change. Cause you feel me? It we it only get better every week. Yeah. So I'm waiting for that change. I'm just I'm just crediting the whole D line. We're just going to get better at the whole D line every week. Nice. And and I would say the linebacker, the inside linebacker room. I see Jordan McGee. We I y'all know about Jordan McGee, J J, J Hawkins, Yavonni Rigby, Had a good uh, game, Kobe yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Like we got, we got, we got big fill-ins. We got safety. We got Dareville, We got D Scott. Well, you're we shouting got... them
2: all out, man. You can't leave nobody. <laughs> you can't leave nobody like, out. I'm trying to
0: tell you, like we, we like, cause it's like a, this brotherhood. Like we just, we just hold each other to the same standard. So when the next man's up, they got the same edge as the starter. You feel me? So it, w- it wouldn't even be no. It wouldn't be no downfall and no hurt piece.
2: And I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna jump ahead of myself, John. But you know when he talks about that and he's naming all these guys. I think about the defenses we've had in the past and I'm not comparing them to some of those top notch defenses, later. Cause you know, you guys ain't there yet uh-huh. when you hold each other accountable and I mean, you, you're there for your brothers on, on a consistent basis like that. And, and now you see the waves coming in. Like every time I was watching the game, I looked down there's, there's, I mean, you're talking to John, I'm watching the game. It's an important drive. And they got these young guys in the game that I'm like, Oh cow, they got former walk-ons in the game. I'm like, well, listen, yeah. they must trust that these dudes can go out there and perform at a hot, like later wasn't in, they didn't have the De- in the game. You know, they didn't have the in the game. I'm like, it's an important. They uh-huh. threw a screen out there, and um, what's the big defensive lineman? Uh, went out there, and made a tackle. I mean, there was just, it was it was impressive to see. Um, going mean, to jump to the other side of the ball. One of my positions. Just tell me a little bit about, really quick. I mean, it don't have to be much because you're not really a, an offensive player anymore. But a little bit about EJ Warner and you know what you see from him and how he's handled himself. You know, well, or you know, what I mean, and I know it's still got a long ways to go.
0: Uh huh. Well, as 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 a young cat, he's doing everything. Uh, you like. As a young cat, as he's young, as a freshman, he's doing everything you will see a, a vet do. Like, he's always in film rooms. He's always bringing people along, like wide receivers, linemen. always, always on his job, knowing what to do at the right time, when not to do pressure situations, situational football. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he just, he just, like, as me, as I be watching film, I just see him in there. Like, he just, like, he's just dedicated and focused on one job is the the bring the bring us wins and to mm-hmm. win us football games on the opposite side. And me and me and me at practice is me better than him is me me getting pressures, me putting him in different situations and things like that. So he can adjust to it when it's, when game time comes.
1: Lane, did you see that coming at all like in preseason camp? He comes in, he's a young kid, he's still 18 years old, and I know you guys can't hit and bring the quarterback down Stans talked about that. The best thing you can do is just kind of, you know, rush at him and, and then, you know, the whistle blows. But did you did you get any inkling that this type of performance was coming out of him?
0: Well, yeah, I just I just heard it. Like I'm I'm not a big hype on a name. Like they say his dad that this that I I want to see action. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't heard that so many times. But not as as he just like adapt adapt in certain situations that I didn't know he like didn't know a freshman can do this. And 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 adjust and read and read pressures with the way they where they're coming from and things like that as a young as a young age like and like I'm gonna not discredit the one like the one was doing everything he needed to do mm-hmm. but I don't know they just some special quarterbacks and it was like it was like it was it was a good race like I can't you can't pinpoint one person to be honest mm-hmm. with you like the one the one was a great quarterback it just like. Certain things he didn't see Warner picked up. Mm-hmm. Certain things Warner didn't pick up, he picked up. Mm-hmm. And then the game, the game, the game, I, I forget. I I'm I'm so a defensive player, but the game he got a chance in, he showed the quarterback, he showed the quarterback room what he could do and the coaches what he can do. And he just had to do what he had to do at that time.
1: I'm gonna ask you to talk about yourself here for a little bit, and you're probably gonna try to be humble about this. But like I said at the at the start of the interview, you're fourth in the country right now with four and a half sacks. And I know it's important to stay humble. And I'm sure the staff is preaching that every week. You guys as players are probably preaching that every week. But considering the, you know, all the change that you've been through with all the staffs and and you come from an area that's just loaded with talent, um, you know, and, and like a high school that's loaded with talent with guys like, you know, Brandon Short and all these guys that come out of McKeesport for just a week, like, do you ever kind of look at, at stats like that and say, as of now, I'm a top five pass rusher in the country. Like, can you enjoy that at all? Or do you not allow yourself to kind of go there in your mind?
0: Nope. Stay humble and hungry. That's all I think about. I got more to do. I got more to prove and I got more to develop in. And all this would happen if it Mm -hmm. wasn't for the 10 other people on the field.
1: What do you think, like, again, because, I mean, you had a great game Saturday. What, What is next for you? What are you kind of working on and refining every week? I'm just working on this
0: being a better me and like setting myself like setting myself up in better positions and being there before it even happens just like different different situations in the past game as a dropper just being being in the seams where quarterbacks think you're not gonna be at the point of time things like that I gotta work on just there's like well it's some bits and pieces back to my game I still got to work on like coach Drayton told you like I still got room to develop and that's gonna take me to the next level so I'm gonna just I'm gonna just work every week. To learn and see what Coach Elliot got for me and what he want me to fix and what I got to learn from my mistakes and things like that. Also, what Coach uh Coach Smith like things in a in a in a, in a pair game that I got to fix that I got to get better. Got to, I got to see happen before it happen. That things you things like that in that nature. Uh huh. I would imagine that a
1: DJ Elliot defense is fun to play in with the simulated pressures and just the different looks that you guys give is it is it you guys look like you're having fun obviously it's more fun when you start winning yeah is it is it a fun defense to play in just simply yeah it's a fun
0: defense like it's 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 a fun defense because the simulated pressure defense is like you don't know which side's coming, which side's really dropping, which side's who's covering this side. It's when you when you really get the concepts of how how to do things in that defense. Once you get everything down back, like, like we still we we're still getting better, but we still got things to work on. But when we get this thing really rolling, it's going, it's going it's going it's going it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. You're going to see everybody flying around, head on fire, knowing what they need to do adjusting on the fly, things like that.
1: And when we as reporters get to talk to Antoine Smith, he, he, he seems crazy. He seems to love his job. Is he, is, is that genuine? Is he the same way with you guys? Because he'll, oh, he'll ask him. Like,
0: he'll say
1: like, I don't, unless the guy's been coached by me before he doesn't have like a previous body of work. He just seems nuts. Can you talk to us about what he's like and <laughs>
0: working with him? Well, it's just like, it's just like relationships, relationships. He he got different relationships with people and you, and you can, talk to people different ways and they can still feel you and don't think they are be in attack. So the way he he coached me on edge, he coached me on edge, he want me to be he want me to be on top of everything, be first in everything, be 20 minutes to meetings, be 10, 15 minutes to meetings, be on time, be on everywhere, I need to be communication on level. I'm just talking about outside of sports. Mm-hmm. Like he's on me more about outside of sports than sports. Cause you know, when sports come, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going to be like, Muscle memory because you're doing the things that you're doing outside, it can fall into play. And, and now on the field, he he, he coach he no nah, he, he he sometimes he we bump his, but other mm-hmm. than that, it's just all love <laughs> at the end of the day. We always shake hands and get better at the end of the day, go watch film together, do what we got to do. That's but no, nah, I love yeah. coach, nah, coach Smith. Coach Smith is a genuine coach, and I love him, and I love the way he coached me. That's
2: yeah. important, I think, um, at the end of the day to kind of see eye to eye with. You know, not necessarily a position coach, but just kind of be on the same page, um, and be able to go in there and say, "Hey, listen, like, what's your plan for me today? What's your plan for me this week? How can we attack this this defense? this other team's offense?" Hey, um, my last question, uh, you guys got to again, big game versus UMass. I don't want to say a winnable game, but you know, you guys are favorites, and I know you guys are thinking one and zero every week. But what can we expect from your defense this week? You know, as fans watching the game, what are we going to see out there? You know, come come this weekend.
0: Like I said, it's the it's the same goal, just a new week. We just got to pound, like like what Coach J and always tell us. All we gotta do is hit, run around, hit, fly around, hit, and pick up one another and say next play when somebody do something wrong. There you go. That's all it is. Just stop the run, stop the run, and keep keep. Keep pounding. Just that's what we just do. Just keep pounding, keep pounding, getting better in every little spot. That's all. That's that's all we focus on. Just taking that next step to be great. And all his favorite saying to us is, "Don't be scared to be great." That's 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 one thing that stick with me every day. It's just that's 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 what stick with the defense. That's what I always say to the defense every time practice start. Don't be scared to show your talent to these coaches. Don't be scared to show your talent to the world. Don't be high at nothing. Just go all out. So when it come to the game, it's all you already did it.
2: We saw we saw you guys. You guys weren't you guys weren't afraid, you know, against Rutgers. You know, you guys haven't been afraid, you know, all season. I don't even think first Duke, you guys are afraid. You know what I mean? They might have scored some points and they're playing some good football. You know what I'm saying? So Uh um, if you guys keep doing the things you're doing defensively, I think, again, as as my time as a player, when you guys play well on defense and just say the offense is struggling a little bit the defense picks them up and then that kind of brings the energy to the offense. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, the defense ain't going to give up no more than 14 points this week. We score more than 14. We're going to win the ball game. So again, man, we appreciate your time. I know you, uh, you know, you just got done with practice. You probably got some things to do, man, but we, we were excited to have you on. Um, I'm I'm glad that I got a chance to see your ugly face a little bit, man. It's been a long time, (laughs) uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited for you guys this week. I'm happy for you. But again, I think Sean Bradley might've told you, I forget what did he tweet you. I forgot what he said the other day. When it, that's why, that's
0: sense. why I, Lisa said don't don't pay attention to it. That's yeah, why I don't, don't pay I, attention I'm to that noise, man. Just, yeah, just keep you attacking. already know my god, momentum is on me. Yeah, you already, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. Just keep attacking, man. <laughs> next next minute, you know, social media is about to get took away from me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: keep you. already brother. know
0: how my family get. This has been a lot of
1: fun. lately. we appreciate it again. The Owls are taking on UMass Saturday, at two p.m. at the Link. Uh, we'll be there uh, covering it for Al's group, and we'll be talking about it again next week. Leighton, thanks again. As Adam said, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Best of luck to you, and I'll, uh, we'll see you Saturday. All right, so big thank you to, to Leighton Jordan for joining us on this week's podcast. Adam, I, I imagine before we get into like dissecting last week's game and, and then and taking a look at UMass and everything else that's ahead of us, I imagine this is going to be pretty cool for you. You know, again, like we talked about just you know, building relationships, you've been on both ends of it as a player and as a coach. And uh, I, I have to imagine it's gotta be a pretty meaningful thing for you to see like one of your former guys get to this point, you know, he's he's clearly evolving and clearly becoming a better player and clearly has a chance to potentially be like that next guy that, that comes out of Temple. What's this like for you just to kind of just see him develop the way he has through these first few games? I
2: mean, for me, obviously, I, it, you know, just recruiting him and getting to know him on a personal level and his family, and you know, visiting him, you know, at his basketball game. And just, you know, just seeing him progress is, is pretty cool. Like you said, uh, I'm it's not like I was out there teaching him his defensive line moves or necessarily teaching him, you know, you know, digging in on his academics every day. You know, that's a position coach's job and the academic people. But to see him get out there and take full advantage of the opportunity at hand is what's really important to me, you know, because I mean he's been there, what is this year five now? You know, I mean, he's played sparingly the last two seasons, and you know, to, to and he's been behind a lot of good players, like he mentioned in the interview. So for him to finally get out there and say, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm I'm, I'm getting changed to a different position, but I'm going to go make the most of it," and you could tell he's um he's matured just by that that interview we did with him. I could hear how he speaks. I could hear the tone in his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, I don't want to say he's he's more of a man now, but you know, you could just tell that he's matured. And he's locked in. I think there's comes a time, sometimes, I don't know, it's, it's, it's later for some than it is for others. There's a time when you're in college and it just kind of just clicks and say, like, hey, I have an opportunity to do something special this year with these group of guys and this defense and a little bit of early success. You know, it could put a target on your back, but it also gives you some boost of confidence that you might never had before, and I think that's where he's at. You know, he's going to have a target on his back from here on out, but he's also going to have more confidence than he's ever had. And this next week will be exciting you know like i said they're going to come up with some different things i remember they used to run away from guys or able to run towards him to try to beat him up a little bit but it'll yeah. be interesting to see and i'm excited for him and i know his family is and the people back in the are
1: yeah i mean he two straight weeks said really good games and if you know i mean it's one thing to get a couple of sacks against lafayette but they needed that game they needed that win and you play who you play but then to follow it up with you know to you know, a couple more sacks in big situations against the Rutgers offensive line that had previously been playing pretty well. You know, they're right. loaded with transfers, a lot of experience, and that was, like I said, that was a, you know, a huge play at that time. I think Johnny Lang and their Wildcat quarterback, that tight end, kind of wore him down at the end. But Layton Jordan's playing some really good football, and again, we'll talk about him in a little bit as we look ahead to to this week's game. Uh, before we get into the rest of the podcast, again, a reminder that the Believe in Temple fo- uh, football podcast is brought to you. By Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. You can find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. So you can head over to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. You can use our promo code Believe that is capital bleav 5 excuse me, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, as we said at the outset of the podcast, uh, again, those of you who are listening to this podcast, you're probably a big Temple football fan, you know about the, the 16 and 14 loss to Rutgers. The Temple was what, 18 and a half point underdogs in this game. Uh-huh. Turned out much differently. Um, Adam, there's a lot to dissect here, again, you know, I, I think you can tell that that, like any coach who has pride and wants to be successful, you know, Stan Drayton and the staff—they want these guys to expect success. They they know they're rebuilding, but they don't want to mm-hmm. settle on that as an excuse. And lo and behold, I mean, this was this was a winnable game with a lot to a lot to take from It's kind of easy for us to sit on. I say sit on the outside as a reporter. You you've experienced this. You've lived this before. I think there's a lot to take from this game where you could say they're heading in the right direction. Again, I know it's convenient to do it, but um, let's start with the quarterback. EJ Warner got his first career start and um, you know, he he had the pick, you know, that we'll get to in a second. I know you can dissect that, that, that went for the touchdown, but how would you grade out his, his performance? It looked like, again, like he didn't get rattled by pressure. Obviously he's very, very early in his career, but didn't seem too rattled. What did you think?
2: That's that's probably where we should start with the quarterback position. Obviously, having him, you know, his first start, and um, I would probably give him somewhere around the B minus. I I liked, and I really do do like his anticipation on on his throws. You know, as fans and you know onlookers, sometimes it might look like you know the ball's floating up there, which at times you know when he's backpedaling away from some pressure, he kind of floats it up there. But when you throw the ball the way he does, he allows his guys to get their depths on certain routes. You know, or they can get off press coverage or. You know, but he's throwing the ball before they got out of their break. And sometimes you don't have to throw it as a line drive every single time as hard as he can. And we've seen some guys in our past that throw the ball just way too hard. Every single throw is the same exact throw. So the guy's able to make a couple of different throws. Um, I didn't think the moment was too big for him. I think being at home was probably help. Um, we had a good fan. I mean, it seemed like the fans were good that game um, from at least TV as well. You know, I wasn't there. Um, I don't think he... You know, we didn't win the game. He didn't win the game for us, but he didn't lose it. I know that's an easy way to put things. And I know we'll talk about the interception here in a minute. There was a few errant throws. under the first one of the game, there was a little confusion. People were, you know, I looked on Twitter and Facebook, and people were just already like, what's this kid doing? I'm like, guys, relax, the first throw. Um, but I think he did his job and what was asked of him, according to what I could see. You know, I'm not sure with the game plan, if there was other mistakes, or, you know, he graded out differently. I'm curious to see, John, how they attack UMass this week, being, you know, a favorite. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. will they let him, will they let him loose? Will they let him spin it a little bit, you know, 30, 35 throws and see how he handles himself if they need him to do that? Or are they just going to say, hey, listen, you know, we have a lesser opponent essentially, and, you know, we're going to try to run the football and our backs are banged up. Yeah. How are they going to attack this thing this week? So I was impressed with the kid. Um, You know, he, you know, there were some free guys running in his face, but, you know, there were no negative – uh, body language I think that's always a big deal when you know as fans you look at it and you see people yelling and stuff on the sidelines body language is a big deal for people watching the game so I didn't think the moment was too big so that's that's a plus for us so I'll give him a B minus
1: yeah and it and it will be interesting to see how they attack UMass because as you said the backs are are, are banged up no Darvon Hubbard no Jakari Norwood last week Stan early on it has been pretty tight-lipped about injuries you know he was asked about it on Monday basically just said all the guys are progressing in the right direction. We do not have anything definitive on, you know, whether, you know, any of these guys, David Martin Robinson, Adam Klein, Darvon Hubbard, Jakari Norwood, Deshaun Winston, Trey Thomas, and even DeWan Mathis. Those were guys that, that, that missed time on Saturday, didn't play. So, you know, like you said, Adam, it'll be interesting to see how they approach attacking UMass. If, you, if, you know, two of your top backs are out again, it's going to mean more Ed Sadie, more Trey Blair, with that, um, one other thing I wanted to ask you before we get to that interception, no sacks on on Saturday. A- and Stan mentioned again in his weekly Monday press conference that that's just as much, You know, obviously you got to give some credit there to the offensive line, but I think you have to give some credit there to E.J. Warner too, because he just, again, for someone who's 18 years old, he seems very decisive. And again, I'm sure it's very easy to say, well, looks like a kid who grew up with Kurt Warner as his father. Right. But I mean, he doesn't, very early on, I know there's some adversity to come. I'm sure he doesn't look like he gets indecisive about things. Did you Would you agree with that, that he's he kind of gets just as much credit there for, for them not giving up a sack on Saturday?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, obviously the offensive line, sometimes, you know, you might take a little bit more pride in your job, maybe knowing that this is hey, I'm sure that was talked about if I was a betting man. And hey, listen, this is his kids first start. Let's keep the dogs off them. Um, you know, you're playing against guys that, you know, you find Maje, you're playing against guys that, you know, you play you've that, that that are former Temple guys and you know their defensive line has some some dudes out there. You know what I mean? So I think maybe the offensive line took a little bit more pride, maybe. I say that, you know, with a loose tongue because those guys are competitive guys. They want to do the same thing every single week. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There were times where you know there were guys in his face. You know, the touchdown of to Jordan Smith. Um, you know what I mean? It was a free runner and he backpedals and kind of floats it up there with a little bit of anticipation before the safety can get it he threw a couple away, you know what I mean? So that's always good to see again. If you hear coach Drayton, um you know, he didn't put the ball on the ground, for no turnovers by the kid, and if you can protect the football and you play defense like they did, that's a um um that's a, that's how you win football games, you know what I mean? That's kind of that's kind of how we did it in the past. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Good defense, yeah. not turning the football over, being able to run it and then you know, some some tough, you know, maybe some trick plays or some plays down the line, down the field that you can score touchdowns on.
1: Hey, let's talk about that um, that interception that gets returned for for a touchdown. Yeah, is that, you know, from 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 your viewpoint, is that just a mistake on on EJ's part, just an athletic play there? Like, how how did you see that? How did yep. see that go down? Because again, this this happens on a day when. Um, Temple holds Rutgers without an offensive touchdown. And that was, you know, that was, uh, that was, you know, Shaquan Loyal gets them their only touchdown, that 43-yard interception return, made an athletic play there. It looked, to me, just as much as like an athletic play there. But phenomenal yeah, you get, get your get your viewpoint on it.
2: I mean, and I'm going to say this, you know, I might have gave EJ a B-minus, but he was the best quarterback on the field on, yeah. uh, against Rutgers. I mean, that was handed down. Those two guys at, at Rutgers, again, I'm not talking bad about those guys, but, And our defense played really well and put them in some tough positions, but our guy was better than their two guys on Saturday and they still came out on top. You know what I mean? So, but I thought that I think if they can go back, like I'm watching the, I'm watching that game and I'm saying this guy's this nickel's coming off the edge right there. I know he's about to blitz. So I think if they can go back, if they would have had this in their toolbox, like they do sometimes in the NFL or even, you know, maybe EJ somewhere on the line, but he'll be able to see that pressure and maybe slide the protection over to block him and then, you know, kind of he would have been protected. Now, I'm not sure, again, what Coach Weese is doing with the, with the offense, also offensive line or, you know, what the O.C. is doing and how they're handling protections or if it's the center's job. But he wouldn't have had to throw the ball right into the free running guy. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen and a little bit of bad luck came our way. But sometimes when you see like a tip ball, when a free runner's coming at you, you're throwing it right to him, John, and he tips it. You know, usually it gets knocked down or yeah. make bad in the air and no one touches it. But this one gets batted up and he keeps running. And it falls right into his hands. I mean, yeah. you're rarely, if ever, going to see that again. Um, so it was a little bit of bad luck, um, but again, it was the the perfect call on defense to defend what we were going, what we had called on offense. You know, we're throwing the ball right into an unblocked defender, and he made the play. And um, obviously, he executed, and it was just kind of bad luck on our our side. And that dude made a phenomenal play. Mm-hmm. So, looking Thanks.
1: ahead to, to UMass, they're one and two coming off of some bad losses to Tulane. They lost to Tulane 42 to 10. Then they lost to Toledo 55 to 10. They did what they were supposed to do last week. They, they beat an FCS program, Stony Brook 20 to 3 last week. Uh, Stan Drayton mentioned Monday they run the ball about 72% of the time. Um, their quarterback, Gino Campiotti, went 10 to 15 passing for 90 yards, to go with a touchdown and interception. He also ran it eleven times for seventy-two yards. Uh, Adam, you said you you, did you say at the beginning of the pod that you know him a little bit, or do you guys take? I him? knew I knew the quarterback at Stony Brook a little bit. At, they oh, lost gotcha. to the starting okay. there, yeah. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Okay, but yeah, I seen
2: uh, this kid a couple of clips from the off-season workout. A couple of guys I follow up in the Massachusetts area to train this kid, mm-hmm. and he, he throws it pretty good. But I haven't seen him in a game situation yet.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, and then the top back, the top running back is Ellis Merriweather. He had twenty carries, seventy-six yards, and, and a touchdown um if we're to make some predictions here Adam, getting right to it is there any reason to think temple doesn't put its foot on the pedal this week and and really win by multiple scores they continue to grow like heading into the season umass was again predictions or prognostications are oftentimes kind of worthless but umass was expected to be one of the worst teams in in fbs heading into the season um any reason to think that temple won't won't cruise in this game again they're they're by far not a finished product, but is this the week where you kind of look at them and say they did what they were supposed to do in this game?
2: Um, I would think that our team at Temple is probably the most confident that they've been all season long. Sometimes even going into that first game of the year, you know, you're in this off season, you're watching all this film on Duke and the new staff and what they're doing. You really don't know. You know what I mean? Like Duke's playing really good football right now and I I hate to keep going back to Duke. But, you know, we were confident going into that game and then, you know, you you get beat up a little bit and then, you know, you got two weeks of games or you have some success on special teams, then you you know what I mean. You change quarterbacks, and your defense is lights out. Now is this the game for the offense to come around and score 35, 40, 40 something points? That would be ideal. But I think our guys are probably as confident as ever, as confident as ever. Um, and I think that should carry over into this week against the team who's coming off a win. And um, you know they have a you know Don Brown is their head coach, yeah. and they do some different things on defense. And um, again, I don't know. I know they have a couple of transfers as well, so you never know how things are going to go. Um, but I think, like I said, I think our guys are pretty hungry right now. Um, you know what I mean? Going into conference play shortly. And hopefully, like I said, special teams, bang, lit it up game two. Defense lights it up last week. Could this be the time where it all comes together and, you know, all three sides of the ball play play a great great football game?
1: Yeah, you mentioned something interesting. Their head coach, another guy, just like Mike Elko, at one point interviewed for the Temple head coaching job. So um, even though UMass has struggled, the guy that is a, a very competent football coach there on the other sideline you have a prediction a score
2: I'm gonna say we score over 30 points it's gonna be 30 to 14 we're gonna score 30 points we're gonna score three offensive touchdowns um we might get after eh, three offensive touchdowns we're gonna to score 30 to 14 yeah that's what I'm going with I'm gonna go
1: 38 13 temple and I as well as the defense has played over the past couple of weeks the one thing that uh, that they have not done yet is forced to force the turnover and i'm wondering mm-hmm. if this is the week where it's going to break for them and they get a couple and it, it may not be um well i guess you know we'll, we'll have to see again i have not watched umass uh live i don't think i've watched umass live since the the, the that 2015 season where they needed some uh, you know you guys needed some late magic to what a game huh keep things keep things going up there that was that was a, in
2: foxborough right
1: Yeah, fun game to Fun game to cover, but you know I think it'll be interesting if you know if 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 they are trailing and if Temple can get ahead, that's I mean as cliche as it sounds, that's maybe a time where they can start pinning their ears back and saying okay if 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 they do if Campiotti has to pass and that's not really what they want to do, right? Be a time where they start teeing off on him and getting a yeah, that's a great point. Couple of picks. So well, the last thing we wanted to ask you about, uh, we talked about some of the injury updates again. I don't know, maybe Stan will be a little bit more revealing about this stuff. But again, just to recap, um, seven injured players that that, that did not go last week. We don't know their statuses, especially, you know, keeping an eye on Adam Klein at right tackle, did not play. Um, James Faminu started in his place. And again, I'd be lying if I said I'm sitting and watching film with those guys. But um, all things considered, to the naked eye, it looked like he played a solid game and you didn't constantly, constantly see you didn't notice them, John. That's a good uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, and and again, it, it lends more credence to to Weeze when he talks about I cross train these guys; they have to be able to play everywhere. So a couple of weeks ago at Duke, you know, he's starting at James Family's starting at left guard. They didn't play left guard last week. Bryce Toman's playing at, at left guard last couple weeks, uh, but he shifted over to right tackle and played a competent game. We'll 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 see how that goes. Um, one of the other the, one of the other storylines to come out of this week is that Stan Drayton said that. Um, with DeJuan Mathis, you know, not starting a quarterback anymore. We should did should have mentioned too before that Quincy Patterson did play last week, and he and they had a couple packages for him. He scored Temple's first touchdown. Yeah, that was a, that
2: was a that was a great great little package they put together there. And that first touchdown was a huge, was an awesome play because you know they've never seen that play before, and yeah. it was just like when mean, I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is this is great. Yeah, they can get down there in these short yardage situations and continue to do that.
1: Especially, what it's about. Yeah, especially if they, you know, as a former running back and as a former running back's coach who's coached some elite running backs, you can kind of just tell, you know, when you talk to Stan, he doesn't want to leave these guys out to dry, but he also isn't going to just, you know, hit them with, like, toxic positivity where he's like, oh, they're great. They're some of the best backs in the country. He's pretty pretty straightforward, and he talks about how they need to run through contact. And so having a guy like Quincy, I think that's what we might have envisioned at the beginning of the year. So that'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. But with EJ Warner starting and with Quincy Patterson in the mix, Duan Mathis, Stan Drayton said on Monday, is is now seeing some snaps at wide receiver. And he's like, you know, he's got, he's about 6'4". He's got 4'4", 40 speed. We want to try to move him somewhere to try to utilize him. Adam, again, it's 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 one week and yeah. we're not there practice. But can this work? You are a former quarterback yourself. You know you've coached a bunch of quarterbacks. And I'm sure, and I'm not even judging him here, as a guy who not only played quarterback, was a former top 150 recruit, was good enough to start at least one game at Georgia. It's got to be a blow to your ego where somebody says to you, we're going to try to move you somewhere else. And I, I'm, I would imagine guys like, okay, I know how this goes. Can this work? You know, because yeah. you think it can work for him. I think –
2: I'd be curious to see who came up with the idea first and foremost, because yeah. if it was the one that said, Hey, listen, I need to find a way to get on the football field. And if it's playing receiver, then it's playing receiver. Um, Or was it, you know, coach Drayton and them saying, Hey, listen to one, you know, EJ is going to play quarterback for us the rest of the season, unless, you know, barring something happening. And, you know, that's kind of how it is. You're going to be a backup. And then does the one go back and sit there and say, Hey, listen, okay. I have a couple options here. A, this be that see let me see if i can move position to see how it kind of goes i think it works um if the one wants it to work i think it would work a little better if it were during the off season or during yeah. the summer during training camp during fall camp where he would be able to practice with those guys and understand there's i don't want to say the schemes because he knows the playbook better than all, everybody else you know what i mean right. but you still have to understand it's different you know what i mean there's physicality and you know what i mean there's you have to find windows and you know, even coaching receivers was difficult for me whenever I, you know, yeah. first started doing it. You know, it, it's different. Those guys are different. You know, there's a lot of them. Um, you know, you look at that depth chart and you know, Crazy Evans is on the depth chart, but he hasn't seen time yet. That's my guy. You know, Devon Fox can't get on the field. Malik Cooper hasn't touched the field recently, besides special teams. Like those are some talented football players and they're not on the field yet. So how is Devon gonna get there? You know? And I look back and I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, Vaughn Charlton made the transition to a different position and was successful okay, for yeah. us. Um, you know, we had some different packages for Chester Stewart. Um, Chris, Chris yeah. Coyier changed positions. So it's not something that's um, too far-fetched. I think those guys, it was kind of a different world there because they really didn't have any other options. You know, it wasn't like there was a transfer portal. It was like, hey, I'm out. I'm going to go play at a different school, whatnot. It could work if one wants it to work. And if he's fully bought in, I don't know if it'll you know, but what else you could do, John, and guys listening, like that, you know, we put both of them out there. And Dewan's you know, above, it. he could throw the football. You know what I mean? The kid yeah. can throw it. So we put him out there and, you know, you have two quarterback system every once in a while and, you know, have a couple of trick plays. I've seen teams where they have all three quarterbacks back there. You know, you handed balls to Dewan on a stretch play and he throws a couple balls or they handed to Quincy and Dewan options the to, to each. Like, yeah. there's a couple of different possibilities that, You know, you hope you don't have to go into that bag of tricks, but it opens up a little more, a couple more doors for you offensively, if need be. I'm not saying we need to do that, but that's just thoughts and things that I'm sure that the offensive staff is going through and Coach Trayton is going through when they're talking about the one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be another interesting thing to keep an eye on. Again, Temple hosts UMass this coming Saturday. At 2 p.m., a couple of one and two teams looking for their next win. want to say a big thank you again to Leighton Jordan for joining us on the Believe in Temple Football podcast this week. Again, brought to you by Bet Online. Big thank you, as always, to my co-host, Adam DeMichael. We will catch up with you guys next week, reviewing the Temple UMass game and then previewing Memphis. So uh, thanks for being with me again, buddy. Talk Talk to you next week.
2: Sounds good, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, Temple. 30 to 14.